Good morning. So I'm just going to do a brief overview of kind of last week's sermon and content. If you, as I said last week, if you haven't been here for the last couple of months, all of the sermons are online on YouTube, on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify even, and, and they go up every week. So we cover all, so these little um, snazzy little cards we have here. Uh, we have some actually to hand out. If you didn't get one the other day and you would like one uh, the other week when we handed them out, why don't you put your hand up and Rod and Lindley are going to run around and, uh, and give them out. So this covers, this is just a, okay, um, yep, not, non, in a non-literal way. Uh, so this covers uh, all of the um, kind of BEATS info in a really condensed form, but it has an overview of what BEATS stands for, the acronym, so bless, eat, abide, train, scent. It has uh, the acronym for what a DNA group is and a bit of an explanation around how to run a DNA group. And then it has some reflection questions on it as well. So these are your personal reflection questions um, that you can ask yourself and, uh, and journal or just have in your memory bank in your brain, okay? So the whole idea of this whole BEATS framework. It is a missional disciple-making framework. Okay? It's not everything that Christianity is all about. It's not everything that we are all about as a church. It's just the command to make disciples is an important command that Jesus expects and we therefore expect, are expected to follow. Can you make disciples without having a beats card without following the beats framework can you live mission can you do it yes okay people have been for many 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 years okay ever since the since jesus was on earth people have been doing it okay so we're not expecting you if you're like i've i've already got a really effective way of living missionally and abiding with the holy spirit and being trained in the likeness of jesus and reaching out and connecting with my neighbors and friends and discipling them and leading them to the lord and then helping them to carry on into maturity and then become disciple makers if you're already like down pat got it sorted fantastic what you can do is now take some people with you and train them and help them to know how to do that. But for those of us who don't have a framework for living missionally and making disciples, you are more than welcome to utilize this one, okay? There is no demand upon you. There is no expectation upon you. There is an expectation from the Lord upon you, but you that's between you and him, okay? So if nobody takes up this, this process and utilizes it, it would be disappointing but at the end of the day, it's not my responsibility, as I said last week. My responsibility is to equip you, to train you, to declare this is what the Lord says from the scriptures. Uh, can we all follow it? And I know for me, I like framework because it helps to keep things on the front of my mind. Otherwise, what happens is the cares of the world, personal needs, your levels of energy, whatever it is, something will take priority in your life. Oftentimes, you know, there's that saying that the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So oftentimes in our life, what happens is there are demands, like if you have children, they, uh, they don't respect boundaries, I've noticed, um, you know, and, and no, I mean, they, they should have access to their parents uh, whenever they desire, you know, it's a good reflection of the father's heart, but, uh, but you'll know, like, so there is a demand that happens there. Work, oftentimes, there's a demand, like if you just decide, oh, I'm just not going to show up to work today, your boss might have something to say about that. Uh, and if, you, if you're at university, you decide, I'm just not going to show up this semester. Your lecturers will have something to say about that. Um, 
But what happens is when, when it comes to obedience to the Lord, if we're not living in intimate engagement and connection with the Holy Spirit, sometimes we actually don't even know, A, what the Lord is asking us to do, and therefore, B, the fact that we're living in disobedience to that. Ignorance is not bliss in the kingdom of God. Ignorance is sin. And so you're living in sin. You don't even know you're living in sin. Well, that's not a good place to be in, is it? So when we look at these, these areas, and again, this is not like I've got to do everything every day and all the time. It just lift off. Can I just release you from any expectation? You may have come from, you, you may have been raised in a religious family. You may have spent many years in a religious uh, church context where there's lots of demands upon you and expectation and, and guilt-laden sermons and all of those sorts of things. That's not what this is. My expectation is you love Jesus. That's why you're here. My expectation is you want to obey Jesus. That's why you're here. So if we're like, I love Jesus, I want to obey him, this is a really great tool to help you to do that. That's all that it is, yeah? So last week I spoke on, I put up a bit of a diagram and it kind of had almost like a flow chart of of missional engagement. So we start on the left-hand side with people that are far from God. So that's our mission field. Okay, that's the people that we would just see in our everyday lives. We might not have close relationship with them, but there's potential there. Then what happens is when we start to engage relationally with someone, and I'm going to actually teach you the in-between, the arrow parts, they're really important. And there's little things that we can do to help for a relationship to move from someone who's far from God and we're not really relationally connected to, to becoming a relationship where we are intentionally building connection with them. And the fact that you're a Christian and they are not, that equals a missional relationship. That's all that qualifies it. I know Jesus and I know that I belong in Jesus' family. They don't know Jesus and they don't know that they belong in Jesus' family. God desires that. So that's where we start. So we move from in our relationships, then intentionally building relationships with people. Then what we want to do is try and move those relationships. And again, in God's timing, not pressuring people, not coercing people, no bait and switch or anything like that, but just in the relationship, having an expectation that this relationship can move from being someone who I'm in relationship with that doesn't know Jesus to being someone that could move towards an intentional discipleship relationship. So that's what we call a missional DNA group. So this is these cards are for Christians to help them to be trained to live missionally, okay? But you're going to have relationships with people that in the conversation... As they've gotten to know you, it might take two years' time. And they're like, you know what? I've noticed something about you. I've noticed that in, in times of turmoil, you're always at peace. Or I've noticed when there's conflict, you always um, can, can stay calm and enter in and try and fix. I've just noticed you're not swayed by the cares of the world. Why is that? And then you get an opportunity. Well, it's because of Jesus. Like, I, I want to know more about this Jesus guy that you're following. Maybe that in conversation, you're talking about spiritual beliefs and they're sharing their spiritual beliefs. And then you get an opportunity to share yours and someone's intrigued like, I've always been curious about Christianity. I'd love to know more about it. So, hey, let's get together and let's just look at, the, at who Jesus was. Let's look at what is the story of the Bible? What is God's history of connection with humanity? And just journey with someone through that. And again, you don't have to call it a DNA group. It's not, we're not trying to market some sort of new branding deal, okay? To call it whatever you want, but it's really just where you're thinking, 
People, I want people to move from just being a missional relationship. Like if you're friends with lots of people that don't know Jesus, that's wonderful. But if you die with a whole lot of friends who don't know Jesus, that's less wonderful. You'll, you'll be fine because you've got eternity with God. They won't be. But you understand like sometimes, I know lots of people, they're just so great at being friends with non-Christians, but they don't have the tools to get that in between. And again, without coercion, but knowing, hey, the Holy Spirit is drawing people to himself. God is drawing people constantly, desiring that they would come to know him. And he's using us, as I shared from the scripture last week, to be that, those ministers of reconciliation. God making his appeal through us. So then part of you know, someone engaging to learn Jesus is also then engaging with kingdom family. So a life hub really is an expression of the familyness of God in the world, all over the city and the region that we're in, there's these little outposts of kingdom family. So people get to experience, oh, this is what it's like to live in God's family. So that's why it's really important how we love one another, how we treat each other, all of that sort of stuff is really, really important. Then from there, and again, this doesn't have to be, okay, what's the next step for someone? As I said last week, someone could rock up on a Sunday not knowing Jesus. You interact with them. You meet them. They're a complete stranger to you initially. And then you're like, hey, let's catch up for coffee and talk about Jesus. So they go from a Sunday then back to a missional DNA group. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to flow like this. But each of these steps, I think, are really important in someone's journey. So a Sunday gathering, really we're here. We're here to encounter the Lord. We're here to be equipped, and then we're here to actually be engaged in the mission of God. So it's equipping in kingdom living. Peer DNA groups, which is what we're wanting to focus on in this season, is where there's intentional discipleship to train you as a missionary. And then we get sent out living as sent ones, present with those who are far from God. Now, put up your hand. If you feel like, I don't think I was intentionally discipled when I became a Christian, would you be bold enough to put your hand up? Yeah? Then I'll ask the others, put your hand up if you feel like, no, I was intentionally discipled in the ways of the Lord when I became a Christian. Awesome. See, so it's about 50-50. Okay? So it's really quite understandable that even within this church, half of us are going, I, I hear what you're saying, Brad. I just don't know how to do it because it was never modeled to me, okay? And that's okay. But we can teach you, we can train you. And what the really great thing is, half of the room was intentionally discipled. So just get together. We just need to separate. It's not sheep and goats, don't worry. Um, but, you know, all of the people who were discipled over this side, and then you can pick someone from the other side. Um, but it, it is, it is un, an unfortunate reality where... Uh, the, the modern church, the modern Western church, hasn't done a great job of making disciples. It's done a great job of evangelizing to the world in some ways. It's done a great job of uh, getting people to invite their friends along to a Sunday church gathering. But as you see, that, that Sunday gathering aspect, which, is, which can be highlighted there, Nige, um, that has been the main kind of inroad and outroad for mission in the church. So what has happened is people have focused on getting people along on a Sunday. And, look, and there's great things that can happen there. But what happens is they don't necessarily move back into a discipling relationship. And what happens is when you, if you're just, I became a Christian and I come along on a Sunday, you can learn some good things about kingdom living. You can learn uh, being equipped in a lot of ways. But oftentimes people learn cultural Christianity. 
They learn, how do I behave amongst this group of people in order to feel connected, in order to feel loved, in order to feel accepted? Okay, so, okay, all these people, and they, they raise their hands, they sing these songs, they're really nice and they're friendly, they don't swear, they don't do this and they don't do that, and I learn all of these things because really everyone just wants to belong. People want to have that sense of belonging. So what happens is they learn, yeah, no, so you can't, you're not allowed to do that anymore because you're a Christian. Okay, I've got to try really hard to stop doing that. They're not necessarily taught, hey, there's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to transform your heart. He wants to, you know, to get into the inner world of who you are and actually change you, not just your behavior. He doesn't want behavior modification. He wants internal heart transformation. So it's happened. And then what can also happen is then the missional aspect of the church is people just kind of move from one Sunday gathering to another Sunday gathering. They move from church to church, but when we say church to church, they're not really moving from church family necessarily to church family. They're moving from one Sunday meeting to a different Sunday meeting somewhere else. And it might be because they're desiring to grow more. So they're longing for more depth, more meat somewhere in another place. So that's why they move. It might be actually because they don't want to grow because they're stuck in their sin or their rebellion or their bitterness or their pride. And so they'll, they keep getting confronted. So then they move from that place to another place. But all we're really doing then in the church is just moving the chess pieces around on the board. We're not seeing the kingdom of God grow. We're not seeing disciples made. We're seeing churches grow, but one church down the road grows while another one shrinks. And that's why it's, a, it's in kind of a, a two-way arrow there. So we don't want that. We want the kingdom to grow. We want the kingdom to expand. We want disciples to be made. And sometimes as Christians get discipled, even though they've been Christians for a long time, I know plenty of people are, are in that place. They might have felt like, I've been a Christian for 10 years and I've never been discipled. So I'm willing to, to do that journey. Okay? So we want to get away from that and, and not just be kind of exporting and importing uh, Christians from community to community. So the way to do that is then what we feel like is, is as a strategy is for people, for all of us to get connected with peers within the church and say, hey, I want your help to become a disciple of Jesus and to grow in my awareness of what God is doing in the world around me. So again, DNA, discipleship, nurture, accountability, there's the discipleship aspect where you're going to grow in the likeness of Jesus. You're going to grow in your understanding of who he is. You're going to grow in your awareness of the Holy Spirit. That's the whole abiding part of the beats thing. You're going to be nurtured. It's going to be a safe, nurturing environment for you to share your vulnerabilities and to be loved and journey through that. But you're also going to be kept accountable because you're inviting it to stay focused on the mission of what God does. Okay? Let that, let the kingdom of God be the squeaky wheel in your life. Yeah, let the mission of God be the squeaky wheel in your life because that'll get the oil. Yeah, that'll get the anointing. That'll get the flow of the Holy Spirit. But when we don't prioritize these things, you feel like, man, I feel like I haven't grown, well, but I haven't really done anything intentionally to grow. <laughs> and, and you're not going to feel the kind of, the, you know, God's not going to call you up when you don't show up to work on Monday. There's a freedom there's a personal responsibility in this journey. And we've lost the side screens. Um, yeah. So, so it's up to us to invite that accountability. Amen? Yeah. Amen. I felt like even, you know, oftentimes we, we've understood what it is to receive salvation. Almost like God's handing out a free gift to us. And salvation is a free gift from God. But I think we've received that as a gift and then gone on our ways oftentimes. 
Whereas I think more than salvation, God offers us an invitation into his family to join in on his mission. Within that invitation is salvation. But it's an invitation to participate in what he's doing. Rather than just to receive a gift, I go on my way. This is what happened even with Jesus in his ministry. He performed countless miracles. Lots of people received from God, but they didn't actually receive the invitation to follow him and participate with him in everyday life. Amen? All right, so we are going to do a practical demonstration. We're going to do some role-playing. Everyone break up into groups of three. No. I just wanted to see the introverts <laughs> petrified. <laughs> How quickly can I race to the door? Um, <laughs> not really, not really. We're going to do a demonstration on, uh, on the stage here of, this is a hypothetical uh, DNA group catch-up. So I have no idea how this is going to turn out. It's already looking interesting, but uh, we'll see how we go. Oh, the sun is out. That's so good. The water looks awesome. I'm a bit nervous. I don't like being vulnerable with people, and I'm first. And where's the others? Oh, um, B-E-A-T-S, bless it, okay, bye, I want to learn these off by Hey heart. Jess, oh you look oh. cute. Oh no, where's your swimming gear? Hey guys, oh. how are you going? Oh, oh were we supposed to bring bathers? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Guys, now my flamingos for no reason. It's all good, it's all right. Oh, but thanks for bringing a picnic, Hey right? Kai, thanks for bringing the coffee. Hi. Oh, well done. Hey Kylie. Um, oh, yes, like... It's like the spirit in a cup. Kylie, you wow. told me that this meeting <laughs> we'll wouldn't take long out. and then we can just have a swim. Oh, All right. Yeah. Who brought the picnic rug? I got it. I got it. Thanks, Nick. Might need another hand. There we go. Are you feeling nervous? Um, yes, because Kylie doesn't have a microphone. Oh. <laughs> have you been part of a small group before? Um, I, well, I have. I have. Okay. Yes. It's great. It's going to be safe. And okay. like literally there's no need to perform. Okay. I'm like trying that. to learn these off by heart. I don't really know wow, what I'm doing. Wow, you're studying. It's going to be good. Can I sit here? Well, you're okay. very diligent. Oh, well you brought your Thank Bible. You. I didn't think of that. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have you got your Bible, Nick? Oh, I should have brought my Bible. No, I'm sorry, Just Amy. Relax. I didn't even think of that. Coffee. Of relax. course we should have a Bible. Oh. coffee. Remember? Wow. It's really good. Sorry. Delicious. Hot chocolate for you, Jess. Thank you. You know me so well. Shaking and you're sitting really close to me. I love the mandra for sure. Is that a little bit uncomfortable? Oh, it's so pretty. Oh my gosh. Over there. Uh, can you see it? It's a dolphin. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, it's a dolphin. Yes. Oh, goodness. So cute. Did you know that dolphin in the spirit represents a teacher or a minor prophet? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? Oh, well, oh. that's cool, Nick. Let me write that down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just don't want to get a tan line. Well, I can't really because I'm wearing this massive flamingo towel. Well, our Very comms pretty. are going to get better. Okay, yeah, right. ladies. Now, it's really hot. You're right. So, I haven't even asked you how your counselling session went this week. And I know your dad's still unwell. And I know you're still sick. But I'm just wondering if when it comes to our DNA catch-ups, we try and don't start with the nurture, nurture, how are we? Because we might chat about how we are for a while. 
Whereas maybe if we just start off and use those cards and just, you know, get into more of a structured time and then do it that way around, we won't go home going, oh, next time we'll do those DNA questions. So you will bring those cards. Mm -hmm. Even if some, you put it in your wallet or even if you take a photo of it and it stays on your phone or something, not in a screensaver, weird, intense way, like this is a relaxed atmosphere. But okay, so this is our first meeting. And I like our venue. I'm thinking this is going to work. Thank you. really good. Okay, so the way that we might do this is just very relaxed, okay? Okay. Just very relaxed. And um, I'll facilitate maybe the catcher. But what I'm going to do just to help us all learn to be brave is I might even encourage us to ask different questions at different times. Yeah, but I'll show you how to do that. And and we can just take turns asking each other some of these questions. And just a reminder, so Kai... Oh, sorry. Just a reminder that... um, that we're not trying to get the answer right and this, you're not in trouble. It's not like, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? It really just is... Dis- but I've been trying to do everything. I know. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what we're going to do is just keep choosing to relax and we're going to be checking how do we feel about these areas in our life. Even in a few months, we can be going, now, how are they looking? But even just looking at things we find stressful to do would, would be a, a good start. Okay. Okay, so... Okay. Um, at the back of the card on the bottom, it explains DNA, remember? So, Kylie, if you've got your card. Yeah, have, yeah. yeah. So, it explains, again, remember, we're just learning to become disciples because, remember, only two out of the four of us said that we'd been discipled before. So, we're going to learn to become a disciple of Jesus mm-hmm. and then we're going to nurture each other. So, it's going to become a safe place to talk about, you know, things that are not going well, things to reach out if you're sick or, you know, to confess some stuff or if you just need a hug. Or to pray with each other. Uh, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, thank That's you. That's a really good idea, Nick. I really like write your, that down. I really like your cross necklace. Thank you. Very nice. It's very Isn't s- spiritual. A really beautiful okay. friend bought it for me. Yeah. And then, uh, so nurture and definitely to pray. Kylie. Can I join this group? I'll, I'll shave oh, my hi. legs. I'll, hi. Shave, I'll shave my hi. legs. Yes. I'll, I'll shave my legs yes. and I'll put a wig on. Yes. Because it sounds really yes. exciting. Do you have a hat? I'm very nervous. No, I'm going to run away. Sorry, guys. Bye, bye, bye. He was nearly in this week in a week in this meeting. Okay, so thanks, Dad. Um, and then accountability. So that's where okay. we're going to hold each other to account. That can be the part that can feel nerve-wracking. Yeah, but remember, this is not high school tests. And okay. this is not um, watching each other and forcing each other. This is feels like it, to I be honest. Annoying, but I need it because I can get lazy. And I want, I'm going to actually come up with ways I want you to keep me accountable. And I think if we come up with ways we want to... And even Kylie, you know, when you come up with ways you want us to keep you accountable, oh, right. it just helps rather than us testing each other kind yeah. of way. So then, yeah. So we're going to kind of bundle this together today. Right. So if you open it up, it's got these five colours and the five areas. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. When it came to discipleship, really, it's checking um, wh- how we went with these five areas oh, during the week. Underlined. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? So we're checking okay. how we went with these five areas during the week. And we're looking at um, ways we could improve or ways that we could give each other the ideas that went so well for ourselves. Mm. You know, and I'm sure we can get ideas from you, Jess, because I'm sure you've you've done that really well. Okay, so so Kylie, um, as we start out, I might just ask, so we've been hearing about missional relationships Mm. and people that we might, you know, not just people that don't know the Lord that we know, but people that were actually like, I love them that amount and I care about their their present and future that amount that I'm actually going to bring the Lord into our conversations. Um, so why don't we just take some, a moment and explain even who we're missionally relating to? Because then we can keep each week asking, how's that missional relationship going? So Kylie, you start. Wow. Okay. Um, that's a bit awkward. 
Because I've been in church for like, you know, 30 years and I haven't done anything, really. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. But who are you missionally related to? Um, well, um, well, I haven't really gone outside of the church, so... Yeah, I've just been inside the church and serving okay. a church and stuff. So, yeah, this is new for me too. Oh, that's okay. But, I've, I've, okay. you know, I've been in the church for 30 years, so, you know. Okay. That's yeah. okay, Kylie. Oh, thanks. Well thanks. done for showing up. Thanks. Can I ask mm-hmm. a question? Yeah. Have there been a lot of rosters involved in being in church all those years? <laughs> well, you know, my fridge was pretty awesome and it was rather large and so were the rosters. So, you know, I had okay. a lot. Yeah. On my so a lot fridge. of your Christian walk has yeah. been serving the church? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had a lot of rosters. But you're really good at yeah. cooking. Mm. Yeah, Very. yeah. Very. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to help you move forward and actually have some okay. of those missional. That's what this DNA group's going to help you do. Yeah. Just because I've got a lot of missional, I actually have a lot of missional relationships, but I need help from you guys because what I've been pondering since listening to the preaching is that I'm actually connected to many, but I don't talk to them directly about the Lord or actually talk to them about that side of my life. I'm a bit nervous about it or I'm worried that they'll no longer journey with me. Some of them are quite high like needs. Like rejection? Um, yeah, or that um, I think I'm not panicking about rejection, but I don't know how. I just don't know how because I've got quite a few women I journey with, but I don't know how to, to do the next step. So I'm going to need help and ideas from you. So it doesn't matter what extremes we're on, yeah. we're going to do that. Freeze. Okay, so what we're going to do today is not individually ask every single question and do an entire DNA group in front of you, because that would take like an hour and a half at a cafe or something, but we're just going to do snippet examples of different things and then jump to the next question. So what we would have done is then Nicole sharing who she's missionally related to, Jess sharing who she's missionally related to, and we might even take some time just praying for those people, because we love them, they're not some object we're going to go after so that we tick boxes, these are people we love, we care about, Um, but that's a great way to start on a first DNA group, is just chatting about who the Lord has put us connected with and where we feel that favor and blessing going. Okay, unfreeze. Um, well, Kylie, oh, so I think it's again, it's another one out there. Can you see it? It's a dolphin. Oh, it's a dolphin. So pretty and the sparkly water. Yeah, on the yellow part, just wondering, why don't you start the question? And Jess, this is an example of what a question can be. So Kylie's just going to ask us when it comes to eating with people that we're missionally pursuing or eating with people even in our church community. But, but yeah, it's today, just keep the topic of missional relationships going. She's just going to ask us how we've been going, just eating with people who are yet to know the Lord. Yeah. Blessing. We're doing blessing. 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 I saw Jess okay. looked stressed. Thanks. <laughs> Thank we, you. We should really start at the top. Okay. So, blessing. Kylie, oh. the yellow one. Yeah. Do you want to just ask us who, sure. um, how we're blessing this week? And okay. let's just look at that one. Yep. All right. So, girls, looking at B, a blessing. Um, is there anyone that you've been intentionally went out of your way to bless this week? Why are you looking at me first? Is there anyone that you... Me? How how are you? Do you Um, think? Okay. Um, Blessing. Um, Well, first, I feel a bit vulnerable sharing. Um, This is new for me to share, and then I might feel stupid. You're doing great. It's going to be a safe place. So I'm just going to share, and I'm sorry if it's really dumb. Okay. Um, So um, I've heard people say, like, bless you when it's sneezing. Mm. And I was thinking that's 
that's a nice thing to say, but I don't think people really mean it. They just, like, don't want to get germs or something. So I thought, but it's a nice thing to say because the words are really important. So I've been practicing saying, I bless you, I bless you, um, when it, someone's not sneezing. So, like, when I go to the shop and I buy something and then I say, bless you, to the shop that's person, yeah. and then that's really great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's exactly yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. Thanks. Oh, yeah. And then I feel that that gives permission for God to bless them. Like He can, I don't know, put give them an angel or something. I don't know what how okay. it works. Yeah. But I just think that that's like giving permission of blessing to carry on and follow them throughout the week. That's gorgeous. That's so yeah, good. I think brilliant. I'm going to use that one. Yeah. That's oh really? really? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks, Nick. Doing great. So, girls. Um, um, I want one of those cards. I've been sitting over here. It sounds yeah. exciting, but I've got a big question yeah. to that lady there. Go for it. When they were sneezing, did they have masks on? Um, can you give um, that man your card, Kylie, and maybe he will leave us alone for a little bit? Thank you. I'll share. I'll share. Good. Okay. Well, that um, was really great. Thanks, mm -hmm. Jess, for sharing and being so vulnerable. Yeah. And freeze. What would have happened next? So literally, you will have some interruptions. You'll have a lady come over from the picnic, t uh, the cafeteria. You'll have kids that run in. So this is helpful. Um, but when it comes to then the rest of the blessings, we get ideas from each other, and that's when we say. Uh, maybe it's my turn and I might talk about, well, actually, I've chosen to go to boot camp with my next door neighbour because it's free, it's in the park, she's going, so I'm going to choose to do that, which I almost did this last week. <laughs> You're going to keep me accountable on it. And then there's, um, you know, there's the meal, meals for people. There's encouraging. It's writing a card for someone that's at your workplace. It's telling someone, um, buying a gift. Um, it's putting your trolleys away at the actual trolley bay and blessing Bunnings in that way. You know, it's just that other-centeredness, which some of us have even just forgotten in our lives. So that's the B. It's just reminding us to bring the kingdom in our activity. We would have taken more turns sharing about that and swapping ideas. Unfreeze. Okay, so now the one that I started off with, which is not surprising, we're going to go back to eat. So, um, so Nick, mm. why don't you take this one? And literally all you're doing is asking us about that eating with, with people that intentionally on mission to. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so who did you or I seek to eat with this week? What blessings, issues or growth came from this? Oh, are you reading from the bottom? The, yeah. The Blue bits. Mm. Yeah, 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 down there. See? Oh, the reflection yeah. question. Okay, thanks. Kai? Oh, um, well, well, you know, I've been in the church for a really long time and, you know, I've just cooked and baked and done a lot for people inside the church, so I really haven't done anything outside of the church, so, yeah. Oh, okay, so tell us more by what you mean when you say that? Well, I kind of, you know, I got, I bought a ticket to go to heaven and so I joined the club and I've been part of it and, wow. yeah, I've just been, you know, serving inside the club. So it's been really good mm. but it, I really don't know anyone much outside of the church. So, okay. yeah. Sounds yeah. a little bit disconnected. Yeah, probably, yeah, that's probably how it has been for me. So this is really new for me because it's not what I was brought up with and, you know, I did behaviour modification, basically, so, yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Okay, mm. so um, is anybody else? Well, every meal that I have at home is with people who are far from God. Like, my children have walked away from the Lord, and my husband's never been, you know, a Christian, as you know. Um, so I actually do it every single day because that is my context. And then, as you know, I work um, um, over at um, the charity. And so everyone that I'm with at the charity every day is in a Christian well, So that's an easy one for you. It, is, just an, it is an easy one for me, but and yet I'm wondering if there's ways I could even do that differently um, yeah. but what I would like accountability with is because it's my norm to eat with non-Christians and then mm. even at work I'm wondering if there's actually still people I could be missionally pursuing and choosing to cross myself and have a dinner with or yeah. you know even if it's mm. with my family and mm. things like that so I'm, I'm going to want those so ideas so easy. but I don't know how to do it when I've got a full house and to even have my kids choose to come out of their bedrooms is still a, mm. an issue we can pray for God to open that door up more to you. Uh, okay, let's pray. Yeah? Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, we can pray about okay. that too. That would be really yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, cool. And freeze. Okay, so we would spend time talking about um, ways different people could eat with people and everyone would have a barrier that would come up and it would be normal. It's normal. We would discuss the barrier of, are you afraid of people who don't know the Lord? Is it... Um, do you want to come and meet some of my friends? And why don't you start joining my dinner with the people that I'm missionary relating to rather than try and start from scratch with someone and you're not connected to anyone? And we just brainstorm together. And then each fortnight we come back, we're just helping move forward to have it a normal part of our life is that we're with the churched and the unchurched and and bringing the kingdom. Um, does that make sense? Okay. So we'll take turns doing that and then... Um, uh, we'd probably pray into those opportunities. We can either pray at the very end or we'd pray after each topic. Unfreeze. Now, Jess, you've been doing so well. Ooh. You've actually got really neat yeah. handwriting. Thanks. Great, yeah. Jess. So with um, the, the third one, so this one's it's, it's been one that um, it takes a bit of understanding what that means. But, you know, abide, it's like live with, rest with, be with. When we're abiding, this one, remember, there was a whole teaching on it, and it's to do with abiding with Holy Spirit. Yes, yeah, so I remember to... I took lots of notes on that one. You brought... That was really good, Brad. You brought them with you. That's yes. Right. Okay, well, this is a good one for you to ask how we're going when it comes to abiding with Holy Spirit. You oh, can just... I have to lead this one. Yeah. I don't want to lead everything because we're, we're, we're all becoming okay. disciples. Abiding in, oh, down the bottom, number three. What am I hearing from Holy Spirit at the moment? I choose Kylie. Oh, sorry, what was that? Um, abiding one. Oh, abiding. abiding. What am I hearing from Holy Spirit at the moment? What are you hearing from Holy Spirit at the moment, mm. Kylie? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, just baking and I've been cooking and I just do a lot of things. I've been doing a lot of things and so, and I, you know, I shared before I haven't really ever been discipled, so I don't really know how to do abide, so I just, I don't know. Oh, I could, I'd do an hour or two each morning. Like, wow. you could come over wow. one day and we can spend some time and together doing it. Wow, okay. We don't have um, to go that long, but, yeah. you know, just start yeah. small. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds, yeah, more. Yeah. Can I awesome. also please come, Nick? You sure can. Oh, thanks. Yes. I'll write that down. So, um, just to, just to, as it's our first meeting, mm. Nick, what, what, do you, what do you do to abide? Like, what, do you, what does it mean to hear from Holy Spirit? What are you doing? What are some of your practices? Um, so, first of all, I always make a cup of tea. I okay. like to have my cup of tea with Jesus. That's normalising it. Yes. That's cute. And then I will just 
might start reading tea. some yeah. Bible. Oh, yeah, tea. Sorry. Yeah, tea. But you can have, you know, coffee or hot chocolate, whatever you like. Thank you. Um, I could bake for that. I could bring you something. Oh, we... no, that's, oh. Like, that's okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. okay. Yeah. I don't oh. want to get too distracted. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good idea. So, yeah, I might read my Bible or pray and just then I'm, generally I just stop and listen to what he's saying and then if a song comes up, I might play that. But I just like to take time. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I, yeah, I could give that yeah. a go. Yeah, we'll do it together. Yeah. And so we can just see what yeah. you feel you connect with yeah. in him in. Yeah, because I really haven't seen myself as spiritual at, as all, yeah. at, at all because, you know, I like just a baking and I like to do things and, you know, just serving in the church and stuff. So, you know... Anything sort of spiritual, it's just yeah. So it's new to me. So That's this will okay. be really That's yeah. Okay. And everyone's exciting. different. Thank everyone's you. different, and, yeah. and you won't turn out like like Nicole. Um, <laughs> you'll um, you'll turn out like Kylie, connected to Holy Spirit. Oh, that'll it's be just great. Going to be yeah. really yeah. precious. And we're all growing together. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. You're so encouraging, girls. But just yeah, we can practice that. Maybe not in our DNA time next mm-hmm. fortnight, but in between now yeah, and then. Yeah, in between. Um, Sounds great. Do that and Thanks, freeze. And so what we do is actually even have an open chat about how we feel about Holy Spirit, what our relationship with Holy Spirit's like. How would we disciple someone else to bond and connect with and feel the power of Holy Spirit if we even have lack of understanding in that area? How are we going to answer someone who asks us who is Holy Spirit if we don't know how to answer that question? And so together we'd be researching, we'd be studying, we'd be abiding together and practicing to hear his voice. We can maybe share podcasts between us about how to hear from Holy Spirit, how to hear God's voice, different things like that so that we're all moving forward together and then we're all able to teach somebody else who Holy Spirit is and how to actually spend time with him. Does that make sense? Cool. Unfreeze. Well, that was really special, and I learned lots of keys from you in that, uh, Nick. All right, so this one we're going to do train. Okay, so this one had to do with learning a lot more about who Jesus is and his commands. This has a lot to do with um, studying the word, you know, reading, especially in the Gospels, but reading content about who Jesus is, not in a do you know enough about who Jesus is, did you go to theological college, but to actually get to know him more. and the things that I've been watching The Chosen. That is a good idea. Yeah, it's been there really we go. Good. Cool. So yes. you've already done that one for this week. That's oh, a really, I went really to Bible good idea. So, so <laughs> okay. would I would I just like start reading like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John or something like that? That is, you know, a great I've place. been baking a lot and so been serving a lot. Yeah. And so I haven't really read my Bible yeah. at all. So yeah. Yeah. I don't really know where to yeah. read. Anyone want to answer her? Well, you could maybe even start by baking and listening to the Bible. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, so like an audio one. book one. Yeah. Well, that's clever. Ah, yeah. yeah. Write that down. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> yep, so the Audible is the app. Okay. The Audible app. You can even listen to some books, yeah. things like mm. that, that about Jesus. So I've been thinking about this one, girls, and I sort of feel like I've been um, Christian for a long time, or I, did, I didn't do Bible college like you, Nick, but I did sort of a smaller version, and I've you know, read things like that. But I want to know Jesus more. I want, I want to know, I, I want to be able to say what his commands were. Once researched how many there are actually in the New Testament, there are a lot. I'd like to look into that. And I found a book, and I'm wondering if we can actually do a book mm. together. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So this was the last book John Sanford of Elijah House wrote before he passed away. It's not actually in the schools. It's not even at the school bookshop. He, this was literally produced. I'm being real here. This was produced in the last couple of years of his life. And it's called Loving Jesus More. 
take can a photo? I, can I get a photo? Oh, could you send that Loving to me too, Nick? Yeah. And then I can just Loving look it up later. More. Loving Jesus more by knowing the customs and cultures of his time. And it's actually an exploration mm. of what the timing that Jesus was in and how he lived and the normal cultures of that time. And then that dovetails in within the word of God and him speaking and why he did the things he did. So this is a whole background, deeper way of knowing who he was um, mm, cool. in those yeah. ways by the context he came. But it's actually been quite connecting to the person of Jesus. So I just wondered if this could be where place yeah. we start with that one. Yeah, that's really great, Amy. I'd love that. Yeah. yeah, and we can just Thanks. chat about it each time we get together. Mm. Yeah. There might be an audio version, Kylie, oh, yeah, for okay. when you're baking. Yeah, that's a great idea yeah, while I'm baking. Be. Okay, cool. Thank that's you. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, well, lastly, the scent question. Mm. Um, so that's obviously, we're not wanting this to just be a nurture group. We'll do the nurture time in a second. Uh, we're wanting to keep each other accountable on how to be sent people, not we've arrived people <laughs> when mm. it comes to the church, um, but to actually be missionally uh, sent people. So mm. this comes back to, I don't know, maybe, have you heard anything about missionary? Well, can I, can I say what, yeah. what? So, you know, I've been in the church for quite a while and missionaries are people that we just give our money to because then we don't have to go because I don't want to go and sleep in a long house or somewhere that's a bit yucky. So we just give our money and then they go and, you know, they can go and do, you know, tell tell about Jesus okay. and stuff. So that's kind of what I've done. No, this is, yeah. I think she's explaining her understanding of being sent. Oh, okay. But we're going to learn the new uh, meaning. Yeah, yeah so Carrie, yeah, I've, you're that's, doing what well. I've, that's what I've learned. So, yeah. yeah, we just give our money away and then we don't have to go and we don't have to really share about Jesus because, yeah, like I don't really know how to do that. So, you know, it's really for the missionaries that go out there and not okay. us. So that's okay. what, you know, that's what I understand of that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well... You know, we've been listening to the sermons on this as well and how it's all our responsibility. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's all our responsibility to go internationally. We might do that. But mm. actually to be on mission in our own region yeah, um, with the same me. culture and cross-culturally um, and knowing, having a heart and a passion to do that in that way. And people like even just your neighbours, people mm. on your street. Yeah. yeah. So being a sent person is not thinking Sunday gathering, Life Hub Night, work. Sunday gathering, Life Hub Night, uh, family. Mm. It's actually the entire context of your life starts thinking, I'm a sent person to the street. I'm a sent person to the street. I'm a sent person to the street. What does that mean? What does oh, that mean? so when I'm saying bless you to the shop person, mm -hmm. that's me thinking in the space of I'm a sent person to the shop yeah, There we go. So we sort of become okay. a sent person and do everything from that place mm. rather oh, than so, it's... So you know how you do all that baking? Well, you yes. must have to buy so many ingredients... Oh, yeah. So you could each time just go yeah. to the same cashier same. Yeah, and yeah. just don't go through the self-service because, yeah. you know, well, that defeats the yeah. purpose. But I have done a lot you could of go that. Th yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, you could do that and yeah, just start building friendship. That's a really great idea. So yeah. building relationship with yeah. that cashier. Yeah. Um, you know, just like adopting. That's my yeah. um, place to buy stuff. That's my cafe. That's my and adopting it and just bringing the kingdom wherever you go. But, you know, where you'd even say bless you. Another idea is like prayer walking. Mm. It's going around your street. It's yeah. actually going, I'm not just going to go for an exercise walk. I'm going to pray in, in tongues or I'm going to pray for each house. You can actually, because we're going to learn how to hear from Holy Spirit yeah. together. Yeah. But you can actually sometimes sense you walk past this house. I need to pray this. Mm. this. Can you walk and do it by yourself? I, I don't pray with people very much, but it, can I walk? 
and I can do it by myself will be just as effective. You can do it by yourself, you can yeah. do it with or somebody. Yeah, but what we're going to learn together is that even if you're nervous to pray aloud with other people, we're going to help you to be brave. That's what the DNA group's going to be because it would be we, good if you don't practice have, together. Yeah, if you don't avoid mm. praying because okay. with someone else because you don't yeah. pray aloud around Actually, other people. Actually, Amy, you've taught me that when we've been out in the car together and we, you know, hear um, an ambulance or a fire truck or whatever and then you just start you know, praying and releasing the kingdom. And, you know, at first I was That's like, really oh, lovely. It's a, bit, a bit different. But, you know, we do do it together now. And now that I'm on my own, I kind of, you know, will pray those prayers as well. Yes. So this is like I am yes. learning from That's you girls. Awesome. Yeah. So it's really great. So, so maybe inviting someone to do a prayer walk together, okay. you actually yeah. become bold. It means you do it. You don't go, oh, I'm tired. And you just learn. But that's being sent. And then yeah, I, I think if our, our weeks and our diaries look like, what does a sent person's diary look like? What does mm. a sent person's bank account look like? What does a sent person's yeah. attitude and men, what they're thinking about? Is it full of Netflix and booming and busting and, you know, just resting at night? Um, yeah, just that kind of, just changing our mind frame. So mm. I'm going to need some accountability with that because I'm I used to pray a walk and I've stopped. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. so maybe we can actually just come I'd love up. to pray walk with You'd you. You'd like to pray walk Yeah, you with can. Me? I have no idea how you even start. That's okay. It feels weird. Okay, we'll do okay. that. Well, we'll, Thank you. we'll just even ask the Lord where where he would have us pray. It might be neither of our streets and we go to a... You and me could somewhere. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do that in we'll our, that. our area, yeah. you girls. Okay. Yeah. Yay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, freeze. So it sounded a bit clinical to get together and then to go through these questions, but they become our norm. Um, and I think a clever way to do it is then to go on, and so how are your children? Or how is that health journey going? And get on to the nurture part afterwards. Otherwise, sometimes the, way, the reason we're getting together is to all bring our need and to talk about ourselves and to feel better than to go home and to forget that we're actually helping to... To together learn how to be disciples and to together know how to bring other people to the Lord and to together learn how to make disciples. So if we flip it around and not have all of what we do together be about can help my emotions and my feelings and my heart and pray for me. Um, so then a great idea would be to spend time praying for those people and to brainstorm and to go, okay, by the time we come back next week, Jess and Amy have done two prayer walks Everyone's read chapter one, and Kylie and Nick have done some time learning about abiding in Holy Spirit. That in itself is a huge big one. Maybe the fortnight after, we're all going to choose someone to have dinner with that was on the names we said of our missional relational people. And within that fortnight, surely, um, maybe we'd bring someone from this group with us to that because we don't know how to do it alone. Um, and we would do that. Okay? How's this going? Cool. Thank you, ladies. You're welcome to just stay there. And um, give them a clap. Thanks for that. Brave. Braveness. Um, so last week, for those who weren't here, we said, okay, let's start. Within two weeks, try and get into at least one DNA group. If you're someone who actually feels like, I have the time to be part of two peer DNA groups, and, and I've got this circle of friends, and then I've got these ones that are in another life hub, feel free to be in two. Um, you might even go, I want to be in three. But just let's kind of in this one more week, I know it's going to bring up different things possibly in some of us. Don't let it bring up, I never got asked to be on the baseball team and, and I didn't have a table to sit at at recess. If it brings up sort of stuff, just know we would love to get to help you to get into a DNA group. If you're new here, it's a great way, a vulnerable way, but a great way. Remember, sometimes you've got to risk all to gain all. Sometimes you've just got to jump. But it, 
in your Life Hub, just ask your Life Hub leader or Life Hub leaders might put out a little call this, this next week. How's everyone going, getting into DNA groups? Does anyone need help? Um, and we'll just help you. It's really fine if you want to be in two, if you want to be in three. But remember that our goal is not to be in the best DNA group or at least be with my friends. I'm, I'm not even with my main friend. That's not the goal is to be with besties. The goal is to just be with people who are going to keep you accountable and to learn together. And then after that, the goal is to have missional DNA groups, which will naturally happen at different times for all of us. So maybe it's going to take me four months. Maybe it's going to take Jess eight months. Maybe next week, Kylie's going to formalize with the people that she's connected to. And once we start making missional DNA groups, that's when we're training others up to know what it is to walk with the Lord. That's the people that gave their heart to the, to, to, to the Lord with us. Um, at dinner that Thursday night, that's like, okay, well, do you want to start getting together fortnightly? You don't have to call it DNA if you don't want to straight away. But we're going to move towards not just being in peer ones, but at, at the appropriate time with whoever we're bringing to Jesus to start making disciples, literally the main command. All right, and we can all do it. We're all going to be disciple makers. Otherwise, we've got this thing upside down. Otherwise, we're just as you know, put it all on a Sunday gathering. They'll lead someone to the Lord. Maybe the altar call will be powerful. I'll bring someone on a Sunday. No, the Lord really has said, we are plan A and we're the best. No one else would do it better than you. Truly, you are God's plan A for whoever he's got you connected to. Whoever you're, is in your family or you're next door to or in your workplace or at the mom's group or anything. You're the best thing for them. And so don't disqualify yourself at teaching someone else how to be a disciple. And don't disqualify yourself to leading someone to the Lord. You don't have to know all the answers. You can go, let's read a book together. You know, but the scripture does say, you know, have an answer for some of these things, you know, so we're just going to help you. We're going to give some tools and some tips, but really there's so many discipleship training books out there. Even now, look into it, listen to some podcasts. Um, and, and tell yourself you, you're the right person and jump in. And together, this culture is going to feel normal by next year. Um, it just takes a kind of a whole rethink, which we've been working towards for a while now. So don't be put off. Don't be scared. Get to a foreshore. Remember your sunscreen um, or a cafe or anything and um, bring the cards with you or take a photo. They fit in your wallet. That's the purpose of them folding up. And... Um, Maybe this next week, focus on getting into one or two peer DNA groups, ready to start meeting within sort of the week after. Does anyone have any questions for us? Maybe, Brad, if you jump up. I forgot to say about texting to you. Anyone got just any practical questions or concerns or want to, wanted to add? This is Pastor Greg. Yeah. So even if you don't know anyone or you're not in a life hub yet, uh, so Lindley will hover near the life the info table at the end, and we can help you with that entire process. So just head to the info table if you don't know anybody. Yeah. Any questions, concerns? It's going to be good. Not oh, cool. Do you want to add anything? No, I think it's uh, it's just it's the way that Jesus designed his family to grow. Um, that's this is really as simple as what it is, uh, and and I think uh, you know we've said generations of really missing missing what that was. The early church expanded uh, rapidly uh, through just taking this seriously, and uh, but we've actually had uh, you know probably 
1800 years uh, since uh, since the Roman Emperor Constantine kind of formalized Christianity as a as a cultural norm uh, it really the church lost its missional intentionality uh, it lost the that apostolic edge and so it's really the Lord restoring that to his body and uh, and this is the way and the the reality is with disciple making it's uh, it's exponential growth so when you disciple one person and the next next year you both then discipled another person each. Um, I've, and I've shared these numbers with you, but within uh, 30 years, I think it is, no, less than that. No, so in a 10-year period, if you discipled one person a year who trained them to make disciples, in a 10-year period, 1.034 million people would have been discipled from you discipling one person a year. That's mental, isn't it? Like crazy, okay? So, and I, I think it was 32 years, the entire population of the world could be discipled by you. Discipling one person a year, okay? So, yeah, who does, and it's, this is the thing of having a framework that, that helps people to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. That's how simple it is. But that multiplication happens. And so it's, it was Jesus' way. And this isn't something new. This is, this is we, are, we are a very regressive church. Um, you might think couch is all progressive, but in our formations of how we follow the Lord, this is regressive. Like we're trying to go back to just keep it simple like Jesus did and, uh, and, and trust that he will actually do an amazing work. You, you're amazing. You have all that it takes to do this. You're filled with the Holy Spirit, which it's, you have all power, all authority. You have relationships. And if you don't, just ask the Lord, just do the journey with him. If you're fearful, do it scared. Um, you know, God says, you know, like, to obey him doesn't mean you, you're going to be, you know, tentative or concerned or whatever. Just just do it scared with the Lord. Uh, invite his courage. So, yes. the There's so much wealth of experience with the Lord in this room. Um, and as you meet with peers in a DNA format, the, the card says, bless, eat, abide, train, sent. A number of you will have strengths in different areas. And you'll be able to share that like you saw today, um, where you, we will learn from one another. And it's almost like um, a net that comes and just catches as much as possible and fills the gaps. I've got gaps in areas that peers can help me with, and you will have gaps that others can help you with. And it's a real humble process to meet together and to share vulnerably. But that's where we grow the most. And then we explore and experience things together and we encounter things that we've never tried before and we meet someone that um, needs prayer for something and we haven't experienced praying in those kinds of ways and we're doing it with somebody and it's a great way to grow. And so I just want to encourage you um, that this is not like a formula that you must follow like religion this is a way to try and gather and fill gaps that we've got in our christian living already where some of us are quite comfortable blessing and we do a lot of blessing in and outside of our church community and yet we may not be abiding with holy spirit and it's learning how to do that and how to train in jesus and others of us we do that really well but we don't know how to interact with people outside of our church community. So to gather together and to like, sharpen each other's iron, 
Iron sharpens iron, and that's what this is about, so that we can grow um, as best we can and that the world can be impacted how the Lord always designed it to be. Yeah, that's even when it comes to engaging with people far from God. You might be like, I don't know anyone who, do, who doesn't know Jesus. Um, but do you know someone who knows people that doesn't know Jesus? Then say, cool, well, I'm just going to hang out with them. So you might be even within your, within your life hub, within your DNA groups, um, you could be like, hey, you've, you've got all of these friends at your workplace. How can I now be part of that community in some way? Or, you know, join a sports team. You know, And oftentimes we don't have the eyes of the Lord. We don't actually see how much opportunity there is. Unless you go to the the, you know, you only, I only shop at the Christian bookstore, I only shop at the Christian grocery store, and I only play Christian sport, and I only, you know, I don't know of any Christian grocery stores, but, you know, I mean, like, there are places that you will go um, that you will interact with people, you know, speed, so you get pulled over by a non-Christian police officer, I don't know, just do something, like, just find a way, people, and that's a joke, you know that, um, awesome, yeah, let's join us and we'll pray, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Well, Father, we just bring our hearts before you. And Lord, even across the room right now, there would be a multitude of heart responses. There might be a heart response of fear, a heart response of concern, a heart response of excitement, Lord. There may be a, a heart response that's tied into a history Maybe you've just been burnt out on religion or feeling pressured by the church to do things that are uncomfortable. Maybe, Lord, it's our heart actually revealing that we don't want to be uncomfortable. That we love our comfort more than we love our obedience to you. So, Father, I just pray you would help us to be real right now with you just to be real with our internal world and just to bring that before you, Lord. And would you, Holy Spirit, just reveal any sin that there might be in our hearts. And we don't need to be afraid of our sin because you've paid the price for it. You've robbed it of its power. But Lord, we need to see it and acknowledge it, confess it and repent from our agreement with it, Lord. But we just thank you, Holy Spirit, you're going to do this work, Lord. You are the one that is breathing upon the movement that is beginning here, Lord. And Father, I thank you just for the courage for us to hold the line, to keep moving forward with what you're doing, Lord. And Father, for the fruit that will come, even as we step out in boldness, Lord, talking to a neighbor, talking to a work colleague, talking to a friend that doesn't know Jesus, and just seeing those relationships blossom and move from just being a connection, but with us to being a connection with you, Lord. That you would awaken your heart within us, Lord. That we would have compassion on those around us that are far from you, Lord. That we would weep in agreement with your heart for those who are lost, your lost wayward children, God. That you are desiring to be reconciled to you. That you would give us your eyes to see. Lord, and you would take, help us to take our eyes off ourselves, off our own needs, off our own desires, off our comfort, 
of any selfishness in us, Lord, and you would turn our eyes to see you and to see those that you love and those that you are desiring to know you. So we trust you, Holy Spirit, to do this work. But we say yes to you, Lord. We say yes to this calling, this good calling to follow you, to do what you did, to become more like you, Jesus, and to see your lost children come home. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.